Hey, Business Building Warrior, this is Jim Cockrum. I'm the host today for Silent Sales Machine Radio. If you're new around here, this is the podcast that interviews most episodes, interviews the successful students of the Proven Amazon course, which is the flagship leading Amazon seller training in the industry. For $39 a month, you get all the latest cutting-edge Amazon creative strategies for earning money on the most popular e-commerce platform in world history. Did you know that about half of all e-commerce transactions in any given day in the United States are happening on one website? That's Amazon. Did you know that most of that inventory is being sold by third-party sellers? That's you, that's me, that's anybody who wants to send in inventory. Well, that's the kind of opportunities we talk about on this show. We've got hundreds of success stories from our students over the years that we've interviewed. We got about 2,000 posted success stories in our free Facebook group, where you'll find 73,000 members who are also, in many cases, listeners to this show. That's a little bit about us and what we do here. There's actually a book that you might want to go check out at silentsalesmachine.com. That's silent salesmachine.com that book it's $19 or you can get it completely free if you're willing to send us a text you can text this phone number I'll put it in the show notes as well today for you so you don't have to write it down the phone number is 507-800-0090 text the word free to that phone number and we'll send you a copy of it right to your phone you can listen to it enjoy it watch it And that is the 11th update of a book that launched this community, this podcast, The Proven Amazon Course. It's a bit of the history background of this community. More importantly, exactly how you can start the business of your dreams using the internet creatively, what businesses are available, what you should avoid, which is a very important part of the book because we've seen many people over the past 20 years crash and burn chasing wild, we call them shiny objects around here. So if you want to avoid all that, That book is really going to help you if you're considering getting into e-commerce, wanting to generate multiple streams of income from home, using the internet creatively, want to be a part of a community of thousands of people who are doing that around the world every day in our group. Well, hey, that book is a good place to start. And this podcast is a great place to start as well. So if you're new around here, welcome. If you've been around a while, today is yet another great interview with a successful student from the Proven Amazon course. His name is Randy Navas. And he's been full-time Amazon FBA using the strategies from the Proven Amazon course for less than a year at this point, but he's already putting up some very impressive numbers as he'll share. It's going really well for him. He just got done spending three or four days with us at our Proven conference as well, which happened July 6th through 8th, 2023. So you're going to hear some guests talking about that in the coming days, how much they enjoyed that event. And good news, we've got the next one scheduled already. We're starting to catch on how to do this thing now that we've done 11 of these events. Our 12th one is scheduled for May of 2024. You can get over to theprovenconference.com and start to see some details for our upcoming event there. But for now, just know that May 23rd through 25th of 2024 is going to be our next conference. Circle it on your calendar, block it out. You'll want to come a day or two early, stay a day or two late. It's at a beautiful resort in Orlando, Florida. More details coming very soon on that. Well, let's get into our interview with Randy here in just a moment. Like I said, he's a member of our community, very excited, very upbeat. And we made a fun observation today. 
actually Randy made the observation and you'll hear us discuss it in the episode, but he said, it just seems like the people in the podcast are upbeat, encouraged and, and forward thinking and uh, aggressively going after their dreams. Well, we don't filter for those kinds of people on this show. We don't know really anything about the personality of the people that we interview because all we've done is reach out to the people who post in an impromptu fashion. They post their success story in our Facebook group. It's free, by the way. There's a link at silentgym.com. You can hang out with 73,000 business building warriors from around the world who quite often post their results and share with an exciting post that things are going well. Well, we'll reach out to them. We won't talk to them at all. We don't know their personality. We don't know anything about them. They have a picture of their cat. We have no idea who this person is. You know, that's their profile, a picture of their cat. I don't get to see their face or catch their mood or their attitude until we're live on Zoom recording these episodes. But they all seem to have this positive, encouraged, abundance mindset. Well, why is that? Because that's what it takes to build a successful business. We're not filtering out all the low-key people, all the people who are kind of negative and arms crossed and skeptical. They're succeeding, but they just don't really like things around here. Those people don't exist. Because if you're skeptical, you're uncertain, you're looking at 15 different things, trying to figure out which one you like, and you're skeptical about all of them, and you consider everybody out there, you're kind of approaching the whole industry with a degree of paranoia, well, you're just not going to build anything. That's just the way it works. So Randy made the observation. Everyone has this abundance mindset. They're, they're energetic, ready to go, ready to tackle the world. Well, that's what's required to build a great business. You got to win those internal battles. There's a mindset to this. Systems work, but we can't fix your mindset for you. So become convinced. Validate the opportunity by listening to 5, 10, 15, 30, 50 podcast episodes of this show. And you're going to hear person after person after person go from not knowing anything about e-commerce to building a beautiful business. That should start to encourage you, start to build up your confidence, validate the opportunity. Now you get to decide if you're going to go tackle it or not. That's something only you can do. I love that we're the only thing that God created that can wake up one day and go, you know what? I don't like the trajectory of where I'm going. I want to be somewhere different a couple of years from now. I'm going to change my course and aim for that instead. We get to do that. Make the choice to do that. We've got the opportunities and the community to support you on that journey. Well, let's get over and meet Mr. Randy Navis. I had a great time hanging out with him today. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Plenty of very practical tips and strategies, especially if you're new or on the newer end. Maybe you haven't had a $10,000, $30,000 a month yet. There's a lot of really good practical stuff in today's episode. Let's get over and meet Randy right now. Enjoy. So Randy, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Good to see you, my friend. You too, Jim. You too. It's great to have you here, man. I'm, I love hearing the stories of the, the folks in our community. So let's just jump right into yours if you're ready. Yeah. Great to be here. Appreciate you having me. Before we get started, I'll just say fresh off uh, fresh off the conference and uh, just real quick, if anybody's on the fence about going, you just make it happen. Just do what you got to do to make it happen. So uh, can't say enough good things about it. And we can get yeah. into that a little bit more. Thanks later. for mentioning that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. We were talking before we hit the record button. I mean, we're just a couple of days on the other side of it. This is actually the first yep. episode that I'm recording after the event. We had it scheduled well before. But yeah, just I'm still, you know, to be honest with you, Randy, I'm a little tired because that was like, 
it's three days for most of the attendees. For me, it's like a 10-day thing. <laughs> three or four days yeah. leading up are intense. Two or three days afterwards, there's always a few issues that pop up and things to manage. But man, what an incredible community. Yeah, thanks for mentioning. Maybe we'll dive a little more into that as we sure. get into the episode. Yep. Yeah, so just a little bit about me. Uh, born and raised in Western New York, specifically Rochester, New York. Currently residing in uh, Finger Lakes area. Anyone that's familiar, like Canandaigua area right near the water. So basically, you know, for most of my uh, professional career, I've been uh, in sales and management, um, specifically in the HVAC industry. Um, I spent uh, almost 10 years with the company um, with a little break in between and pursuing a different career. And, and basically just always been on the lookout for an opportunity that would provide me the freedom to be able to do something on my own, do my own thing, and just never came across that opportunity, even though I kept kept researching and just nothing really checked all the boxes for me. You know, some sure. of those boxes were, you know, freedom to spend time with my family, not necessarily be tied down, stuck in an office somewhere. That's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, being in sales most of my life, you know, I'm out in the wild, out in the wild. And, you know, being stuck in an office is like caging an animal for me. I, I just, that's, that's oh, not, not my thing. I, so. I've used that exact <laughs> analogy before. Like I was born to be free, man. This cubicle yeah. isn't doing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, you know, it's one of those things. If you're, if you're in sales, if you're producing, nobody, leave, everyone leaves you alone. So that, I, mm-hmm. I like that. But yeah. uh, either way, you know, just something that's with the freedom, the opportunity is to scale. Really, no cap. You know, I don't, I don't like being feeling like I'm at a point where something's going to cap me off, or I'm going to hit a certain point and not be able to go any further. So, so pretty much, you know, I was I was in this HVAC industry, started off in the field, got into sales, and then eventually into management. And there I was stuck, stuck in that cage that I was just talking about in, in management and just was, it, it just wasn't a, wasn't working for me. I really doubled down on my, my research, looking for something, looking for an opportunity to, to check all those boxes that I've been looking for. And, you know, came across, I think it was early September 22. And that's, that's when I was first getting started. I stumbled across FBA, stumbled across Amazon FBA. And really, really piqued my interest. It seemed like everybody that was talking about it, you know, I saw the 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 more popular YouTubers and things like that. And you know, really like, huh, I think that I can make this work. You know, the way it seems like the world's going is towards that direction. Brick and mortar stores are closing down left and right, and just seemed like a really big opportunity. So, um, at that point, when I get my mindset on something, I just hundred percent blinders on. You know, consuming content, anything that I could find that had to do with Amazon FBA, I was consuming and just just doing as much research as I possibly could. So from that point, basically, work was getting to a point where the company I was working for was pretty large HVAC company. They were being uh, taken over by a private equity firm. There was going, they were going through a lot of changes. Um, and being in a management position when there's going through changes, I probably had probably 15 to 18 people at any given time underneath me working along with me, it was not a happy time. And I was, you know, aside from putting out fires with clients, which that was the majority of my day, I was putting out fires with employees and it just was, was a miserable time. So I really doubled down, um, found FBA, did a little bit of research. I said, told myself, you know what, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm the type to, I'm extreme, Jim. I, I, Dove right in. I said, I'm going to start my LLC, open my LLC, and just start just start doing what I can. So, you know, a lot of the YouTubes I was watching, it was T 
TJ Maxx and Marshalls. So that's what I did at TJ Maxx and Marshalls and just started scanning everything I possibly could, you know, around the house, in the stores. I'm in an area, if anyone's familiar with the area I'm from, you know, an hour and a half either way, east or west, you got Syracuse, you have Buffalo, and there's just a ton of places to hit and do that kind of stuff. So that that's what I did. So from that point on, didn't really do anything for the first couple of weeks. And basically, we had just got done building a house at the, at the beginning of that year, you pretty much New Year's, September, or New Year's 22. And we had a couple of sink fixtures left over from the bill. We decided to change colors of sink fixtures for our bathroom. And the builder just left them behind. They said, go ahead, keep them. So I was like, yeah, let me, let me throw these on FBM and see what happens. Merchant Fulfill FBM. They were like uh, three Kohler fixtures. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think there's anything special about them. Um, I kind of looked them up, see, saw what they were going for. And they were, I don't know, they were selling in the stores, like Home Depot or Lowe's, I can't remember, for right around 100 bucks, 100 bucks a piece. So I looked them up on Amazon. And for some reason, they were in the neighborhood of 300, three and a quarter. Right. So I said, there's no way. And at that point, I didn't know anything about categories, I didn't know anything about sales rank, anything like that. So I didn't even pay attention to anything like that. Right. So like, yeah, let me just right. throw them up and list them. And then within the first week, all three of them sold. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, at, at that point, I was hooked. I was hooked. I said, you know what? There's, there's no way. There's no way it could be this easy. Started consuming a little bit more, dive in a little bit more. And work just got to a point where I was over it. I was checked out. All I could think about while I was in the office was finding products to sell and, and you know get my business going. So at that point, decided to pretty much part ways there and just just dove it right in 100%. Wow. Okay. So you did go full-time. I was, that's the question in the back of my head as I was listening to your story. Yeah. You made the leap. It sounds like you did. At what point? So when was your last... Uh, when did you leave? When was your last day of work? So it was like the third week in September. Okay, of 2022. So we're not even a year, you know, I mean, here we are as we're recording this July of 2023. So we're less than a year out from you jumping in with both feet. Both feet, yeah. Yeah. And you started off doing what we call the treasure hunt model, scanning barcodes, you know, the hamster wheel model, it's called sometimes, you know, scurry around town and (laughs) scan barcodes for deals and discounts. and, And you can do okay with that model. We're not knocking it by any means. A lot of people have to start there out of necessity because they have very little work and capital and um yeah that the end again they've watched the youtube videos and that's it seems like on youtube everyone's either doing the high-end private label spend 50 grand fill your garage hope it works out nine months from now model which it usually doesn't or they're doing the you know it's it's very camera friendly to walk through a store look at the shelves and scan the barcodes it's kind of a sexy element to it it captures the eye so a lot of people go there I'm not a big fan of that model as a long-term strategy, but as a way to dip your toe in the water, sure, yeah. For sure. But it's hard to scale, hard to automate, hard to systemize. Yep, for sure, for sure. Um, and I was under no impression that it was going to be a get-rich-quick scheme. Yeah. Um, you know, Before I did this, I had, yep. I had made sure I had a few months worth of, worth of savings for my bills, and I had you know, you know, a few thousand bucks that I could get started with for inventory. So it wasn't, you know... It sounds like it wasn't uh, completely mindless. <laughs> you're married too. You said we, our house, right? So you're married. Yeah, yep, married to your wife kids. was uh, okay. Excellent. So your wife was on board with the whole plan. Yeah, she's so laid back, Jim. She just she trusts me 110, percent and she she's like, I know you're not going to make any decisions that are going to you know hurt us, and even if it doesn't work out, I know you're going to make it make something happen. You know, something different happen. So she's married a great girl, man. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, she she is great. I mean, sometimes we have to have our spouse keep us in line as entrepreneurs and ask us the hard questions like, what are you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, it helps to have that pushback sometimes like, you know, because we can we can drift ourselves into lots of little dreams and schemes. And so uh, it sounds like she's a great support for you, though, buddy. So congratulations on that. How long had you been in the HVAC sales? What what? So I was I was with that one company for nine years, going on ten wow. years. Wow! It was, yeah, I, I think it's going to be freeing for some people to hear you talk about something you did for nine or ten years, performing at a high level at a, at a major company. Benefits, you got a four hundred one k. You you know you got your growth track here. Hey, you stick around, buddy. You could be making this when you're this age, kind of stuff. And and you just walked away from it in relative short order. You got excited about Amazon and saw the potential. yeah. I love it, man. Not that I recommend it for everybody. Have a great conversation with your spouse and really plan your future. I like to see slow transitions. Just yeah. because, you know, I'm, I, I'm, if I'm going to teach a thousand people something, I want to make sure that I'm speaking to something that doesn't get anybody in trouble. I'm not being irresponsible. But I'm a huge fan of guys like you that go, you know what? I like what's over there. I'm capable of doing it. I've got proof of concept. I'm going for it, dude. I'm a huge fan. I love it. Yeah, it's not definitely not for everybody. Like you said, not for the faint of heart, you know. But I had, you know, I was pretty pretty confident, and I'm a super glass half full guy, and you know, that's just that's just me. So that that's that's how it went. I can tell, <laughs> which will serve you well. I mean, people yeah. who come into it with the right attitude have such a higher degree of success. It's because for, for people sure. like working with you; they like hanging out with you. You're not repelling yeah. people; you're attracting them, and people are what the business is all about. It's, so I can tell it's quite often like I don't, the amount of knowledge in your head is almost irrelevant to me. It's the attitude that can predict if you're still going to be doing this successfully a year from now. Yeah. Well, that's the plan, Jim. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, you're going to do great. I'm positive. So yeah, this is my first entrepreneurial endeavor. So um, really? first for me, okay. um, you know, Congrats. little stuff back in the day, like as a, as a kid, you know, flipping baseball cards at the, at the garage sale, the neighborhood garage sale, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. But the, as far as anything else, it's, I've always been an employee. So yeah, it's first for me. Well, you know, f- from my vantage point there, the only difference between being employed and having a business is how many customers you have. When you're employed, you right. have one customer. It's the guy who writes you a paycheck. Whoever's signing that check, you know, your boss, he, she, doesn't matter who it is. That is your one customer. <clears throat> and you're maybe serving, working their customers, but those aren't your customers. This is the, the one customer that you're working for. Whereas having a business means, hey, you know what? I'm going to have more than one customer. I want to have a bunch of customers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right? So yeah. That's the only difference. Absolutely. Because you do it with diligence Absolutely. and excellence. And you know, you're selling yourself and your skills and trying to provide value and, and improve your life by improving the lives of others, whether you have a job or a entrepreneurship. But entrepreneurship just represents so many new opportunities to expand. Like you said, you're not a guy who likes to have a ceiling over his head. Yeah. Welcome to owning a business, man. Yeah. Good luck finding that ceiling. There isn't one. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's not a floor you. either sometimes, which is the scary part. That yeah, that's that that's the scary part. But you know, you put enough put enough uh procedures and processes in place that that you can uh keep that keep that floor right where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. This is as stable of a business model that I've ever experienced, e-commerce or real world business models. The stuff we teach with this replens model is as stable as it gets from everything that I've seen in my life. Uh, this is why, that's why we're so yeah. bullish on it. That's why we teach it so much. But let's keep your story going, man. You started off, you're doing some flips, had some success selling some extra you know, plumbing accessory, sink accessories and stuff, which by the way, we've sold a yep. good number of those in the past. Just 
there's great inventory to be found, replant inventory to be found in every category. Yep. So like you said, I was I was kind of doing that Easter egg hunt model. Um, I was doing all all RA with the exception of those couple little things, a couple other little small things besides the plumbing fixtures. So dove in, was concentrating on clothes and shoes. That's that's one thing I felt comfortable with. And you know, it's really easy to to walk through one of those stores and just scan everything you can right down right down the line and, and try to find things. So at that point, again, I I didn't really do my due diligence on what sales rank meant and categories and things like that. So I was buying everything that made me a profit, regardless of rank. So if it made it made a few bucks, um, I was buying it. So at that time, like right around the time I I left my previous role. I was getting my first shipment out. So September 17th, I sent out my first shipment and proceeded with five more of those before the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So I was I was out there, I was on the road, I was all over the place scanning and, and purchasing everything I possibly could. So from there, basically, you know, I'm big on setting goals. So I guess I didn't really hear from a whole lot of people what they were doing in sales. So I set, you know, based on the price of the items I was selling, I said, let me set a goal of $10,000 for my first full month starting in October and see, see, see what happens. So going along, going along, um, get to the end of October, I, I just a little bit short. So I hit 8,800 and change, I believe is what I hit in my first full month, which was, didn't hit my goal, but I was still pretty proud of that. I thought that was a pretty, pretty big accomplishment for my first full month and not really knowing what I was doing. <laughs> right. So, and you um, bought some inventory based only on price differential versus how fast is this likely to sell? So we're starting to accumulate some inventory that wasn't moving real fast at this point too already. Were you noticing that? I did. I did. And it, it seemed like a lot longer to move than I thought, but I was, again, I was in the fourth quarter and I kind of had an idea that that was obviously a, a time that was going to tick up. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first couple of weeks of October... Uh, we're okay, you know. The, my shipment was just land. My shipments were just landing, and but then towards the end of October, it started to tick up, and things started to sell. Even things that I was like, you know what? I look looking back, I I probably shouldn't have bought this. Blah blah. blah. And then things just started flying off the shelf like crazy. Mm-hmm. And when they say in fourth quarter everything sells, I was like, everything was selling, and I was running yeah. out of inventory. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So you didn't you didn't yeah. really get stuck with a lot. And you know, when you talk start talking about sales rank and looking at the data and there's no perfect tool out there. There's plenty of times where we're very shocked to send stuff in. And the Keepa data, if, if people don't know what we're talking about with Keepa, go listen to episode 369 at silentgym.com. The Keepa data doesn't look that great. The rank doesn't look that great. But we bought a few and sent them in and poof, they all vanish instantly. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah. The data just isn't quite right. You know, the data yeah. is a it's like you're looking through some dirty glass. You know, you get an idea, but until you test, you don't know. Right. And sometimes you're just shocked. And I, I love hearing the stories of the newbies who just kind of cluelessly forced gumped their way into these great opportunities. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. you, that's not supposed to work. Well, it's selling. <laughs> yeah. So I just kept selling it. Yeah, that's. I love how a lot of people kind of say, it, it's very common, actually. It's like you get more cautious as you mature. And you can walk right past gold that you would find easily if you were just kind of new and kept the light hard about things. Test it. Not sure? Test it. What's the big deal? Drop your price. Get your money back. If it doesn't sell, test it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I called it the blind squirrel model. That's what, that's what it was. I just 
I like it. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, but I was out there doing something. I was taking action. Yeah, the, the a blind squirrel in a field of acorns, man. He's going to find yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the, the, the bad part about that is it gave me a false sense of, you know, I was doing things in the right direction. And that, that really, that really came together when I started, you know, looking at my numbers and knowing my numbers. And from where I came from in a management position, I was in charge of everything at the branch that I was at and including the prop, you know, the, the profit and loss statement. And the owner was known for being on a zoom call with 15 or 18 other managers and asking you what your, your labor was for the previous month. Uh, down to the hundredth of a percent. So very, very like into my numbers. So started reviewing how I actually did for October. So I sold 88.15, but the checkbook didn't reflect that. You know, it, it ended up being a, you know, 8% ROI and 4% net. So it made about 10 bucks. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, November got much better. I had set my goal for 10,000 for the first month, kept that for, for November and then a hundred thousand in the first 12 months. Um, so November, uh, like I said, things started rolling All my shipments started landing and I, I ended up at over 16,000 for my second full month. Fantastic. You're, you're aggressively sending an inventory. This is a fair, fairly rapid pace. You're learning some lessons stuff that it, your math was a little off initially. You're thinking, Oh, I'm going to make 10, 15 bucks on this. And you end up breaking even or making a dollar. Yep. You know, yep. plus you add in your labor. So you were starting to learn, it sounds to me, these lessons of, I need to be a little pickier about what I'm sending in. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know, definitely, definitely glad it happened sooner rather than later. I didn't get too far yeah. into it before I, you know, started realizing it. Yeah. But that's a great um, education. You know, what I like about what you did, Randy, is, you know, and we kind of laughed like, hey, when it was all said and done, I made like 10 bucks. Well, you know what? The lessons you learned and the things you understood and the the processes that are now just part of you, you, know, you, you learned to ride a bike and you only crashed a couple times, you know, but you still got a great bike and you know how to ride a bike now, right? So yeah, you're well ahead of the game because what a lot of people do, and, and this is a little mini lesson I want to pull out of your story right? for, for listeners is it will take them six, eight, nine months. I talked to somebody at the conference, four years, they've been thinking about sending something in. Like, no, do what Randy did. Find some stuff. Priced higher on Amazon than it is on the store shelf. Send it in. Okay, you lost a couple bucks. Learn your lesson. Do the math. Figure it out. Correct. You know, build the airplane as you're flying it just a little bit kind of attitude because the risks are so low. On all that inventory you bought, there's value there. You can drop the price and flip it, sell it, bring it back, sell it on eBay, put it on Facebook Marketplace if you have to but get the ball rolling. I think sometimes new entrepreneurs think that, okay, I'm going to go spend $50 on this thing. And if it doesn't sell, I lost $50. No, your worst case scenario is you're going to sell it for $40. Maybe you lose 10. That's your worst case scenario. You're not going to lose all of it. Right. Take a little lesson. Okay, so let's be a little pickier. And your worst case scenario becomes, you know, those of us who are more seasoned, our typical worst case scenario, 99% of the time is we break even. Yeah, that's your worst case scenario, man. Full steam ahead. Put the throttle forward. Put the gas pedal to the floor, man. Let's go. Let's buy some inventory. Your worst case scenario is you get your money back. Let's go. What are you waiting on? So yep, I love for that. sure. That's your attitude, man. You're gonna, yeah. Like I said, I, I just, I know you're gonna do great, dude. Thanks, Jim. That's that's the plan. So, so, so month two, yeah, you're so, hitting. What'd you say, sixteen, eighteen? Yeah. So sixteen thousand November, second month. 
So the metrics got better. I was 38% ROI and 16% net. Now you got a business. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that I said was going to come back to bite me thinking I had had it down, you know, was uh, January hit and, you know, had some rollover sales. It wasn't, wasn't terrible, but definitely slowed down from, from uh, the fourth quarter. And then, and then February slowed even more. So, yeah. Um, well, that's the treasure hunt model. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. in replans in January is better than December and there's no slowdown in February because you're buying the boring stuff that's flying off the shelf. Yeah. And I, I had stopped, I had stopped my, my growth and learning process. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was, I was so consumed with buying in fourth quarter and making sure I had inventory that I, I did not set aside the time that I needed to, to continue to learn and, and figure additional things out. Um, that which kind of slowed me down a little bit. So January yeah. and February, you were focused on in. flips instead of building systems yeah. and educating yourself, which that's yep. fine. Yep. So then, getting towards the end of February, I'm like, I just, I was like, I got to find something else. I, I got to do something different with what I'm currently doing, or, or find something completely different. And and you know, I'm feet to the fire. I, I got to make this work. So whatever I got to do. So started uh, digging in a little bit, doing a little bit more research, and that's when I came across. Jimmy's book, Jimmy Smith's book. Um, I was just searching on on Audible. I think I was just searching FBA, and Jimmy's book popped up. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Ah, interesting." So I started. I started reading that. Started, you know, Audible. I was driving all over the place, so I was just, you know, ripping right through the right through the book and discovered replens. You know, and I, I I had no idea at that point that you know it was you guys were kind of on this on the same. Uh, same path there with the, with the replens. And yeah, um, he, so I, he created the replens training content for those who don't know inside the proven Amazon course, which that's what this podcast is. It's, it's success stories from proven Amazon course students. So yeah, Jimmy's book is kind of an intro into that course and those concepts. And uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's where we send 99% of all of our new students is into the replens arena. Yeah. So I, I just love the idea. I love the idea of replens. It, it, we talk about it all the time is just a more sustainable model than the, the Easter egg treasure hunt. So again, I got back into my, my consumption phase. I was just like looking for content. What can I learn? And that's how I came across, came across the silent sales machine radio podcast. Cause I got, you know, listened to on Spotify and uh, just listen to one episode. And now that's all it took Jim. That's all it took. It was, it was from there to hundreds of episodes. I'm wow. not going to say listen to every single one, but you know, for yeah. at least the past couple of years. Do you remember what the first one was by any chance? I don't. That's okay. I don't. I oh, um, maybe it was, I think it was, you know what it was? It was one with Oscar. Yeah. I think it was, I think it just happened to be the one with Oscar. I don't know how I came across that one, but he, he just like seemed like a, like my kind of person, just the most upbeat attitude and just, Nothing's gonna stop them, and just yep. happy, and that's yep. that's the kind of person I try to be. So it just it just resonated with me. A I was lot. I was just texting him last night. One of the great leaders in our community. He you know he he was a a clueless student who just followed instructions and ran with it, and just you know his first he had that one of those incredible you know three month <laughs> blast off where he's doing tens of thousands of dollars within a month or two, and um, just highly motivating. He's been a speaker at our conference now and. Uh, he would yeah. have been at the most recent event as well, but they had a little family emergency that he was texting me and like, they, oh, they weren't going to make it. He just, he was crushed, but they do plan oh. to join us next year at the conference. Yeah. Great leader. But yeah, if you're going to hear, that's a good first episode. I'll stick a link to it in the show notes since you brought it up, Randy. Yeah. Um, but just 
very motivational. We've had him on the show, I think two or three times at this point. Yeah. Unsinkable is a good word yeah. for, for him. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's perfect. And whatever you throw perfect, at him, so. that's all right. It'll bounce off or he'll dodge it or he's not, you're not going to sink him. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what, even, you know, is, and then from there, every uh, guest that you had on seemed to be right up there too. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't anybody came in, was down in the dumps. Everyone was happy and doing well. And, you know, regardless of where they're at with their business, um, everyone was still, you know, in high spheres and just like, again, the kind of people I want to surround myself with. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's interesting that you would observe that because we don't filter for that. You know, we're like, yeah. oh, here's a successful student, but they're kind of a downer. So we're not going to interview them. We don't filter for that. I mean, the first time we ever meet anybody is the day of their interview. All we know is they're getting some great results. Let's talk to them. But you, I think we've just illustrated with <laughs> hundreds of episodes. I can't recall an episode where someone was like, yeah, you know, I mean, it kind of works, you know, I mean, I don't know. Just kind of like bummed out. Right. No, yep. it's like, because building a business requires intentional focused positive effort and energy, gratitude, relationships, right? Self-mastery, good habits. You don't just kind of, you know, wake up one day and like, well, I've made a bunch of bad decisions in my life, but let me push a few buttons and see if I can make some money and it works. No, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. It's a life trajectory. It's a leadership yeah. journey, as we say around here requires all those things we talked about so yeah i love that you made that observation i don't know that i ever have but we have a lot of really positive gratitude filled people on the podcast is that because we filter for that no because that's the kind of people that succeed in business and in life in general so of course that's who we're going to have on our show yeah one of my one of my favorite sayings is uh from a, a previous mentor and we were talking about you know being prepared and things like that and people will say lucky this person got lucky that person got lucky well this guy would always say you know, luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Mm -hmm. When they meet, that that's what that's what creates luck. It's not. That sounds, no like thing as, that sounds like a football coach. Who who said that? Do you have an? It, it may have been. It may have yeah. been. I mean, I've heard it different terms. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah, like you know, I'm an I'm an overnight success that took 20 years of hard work, and preparation, and dedication, commitment, blood, sweat, and tears. And <laughs> people say it's like, oh well, you're succeeding. This is great. What? How can I do that? I'm like, well, how much time you have? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to make a lot exactly. of mistakes. You're going to get burned. You're going to learn some hard lessons. You're going to stick with it. You're going to be disciplined, filled with gratitude, you know, lean on your spouse. I mean, there, there's all kinds of things that go into this journey, man. I can't put it down into a couple sentences. Um, For sure. But having a strategy that actually works, man, you know, you got that to lean on and being surrounded with hundreds of other people who are doing it very successfully. That's pretty validating. Yeah. So you're running yeah. with it, man. Well, tuck me through. You started diving into the, the replens training. You started to shift your strategy a little bit. You know, we got yep. about, about six months or so to cover here. And we, you know, we can see what, we'll see where you're at. Yeah. So found Jimmy's book, found the, found the podcast. And then instantly I just started, you know, putting into, into work those, those things that I was learning from the podcast, you know, that replen model and just, you know, I, I kind of had it in my head that, okay, if I could find this over and over again, but it was never really spelled out for me and clarified for me. And that's, that's what the book and the, and the podcast did. Um, so listen to the podcast led me to the pack. So proven Amazon course. I, you know, I was, you know, I said after a couple hundred episodes, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm bought in. I'm sure there's a, a million things that I'm not gonna be able to learn on my own. So join the pack. I think it was middle of March. 
So started right away, jumped right in, didn't, you know, didn't, didn't sleep on it and just uh, started with the, the Keepa training and then got into the OA Simplified and then, you know, finish up March back right around, right around those fourth quarter levels, you know, it was March, April, May sort of tick up between that 11 and $13,000 a month sales range. So, and how are your margins doing at that point? Yeah, so they were right, they were right about the same as they were in the fourth quarter. So they okay. were uh, ROI was uh, mid thirties, mid to high thirties, and the net was mid to high teens. Gotcha for for those three months: March, April, May. Hey, quick break! I'm going to tell you about a great sponsor of our show. They're called High Five. You can get over to SilentGym.com/slash. Hi five, spell it out, H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E, to learn about this free software that helps you get more reviews for your Amazon listings. More reviews means more momentum and more sales, better rank in the Amazon algorithm. This is worth doing, guys. And again, it's completely free. Silentgym.com slash high five. This is what we're going to be using on our bundle listings as we roll them out on Amazon. These are the cool kids on the block when it comes to getting more reviews on your account. And again, no policy violations because of the way they've set this up. It's a beautiful tool, beautiful concept, and a great new sponsor of this program. Thank you, High Five. Hey, look for the link in the show notes or visit them at silentgym.com slash high five, H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E. Let's get back to today's episode. And how are your margins doing at that point? Yeah, so they were right, they were right about the same as they were in the fourth quarter. So they okay. were uh, ROI was uh, mid thirties, mid to high thirties, and the net was mid to high teens. Gotcha for for those three months, March, April, May. So rolling along with that, um, everything's going good. Really gravitated towards so, so prior to prior to joining the uh, the pack and taking the OIA simplified, I was primarily doing RA. RA was the majority of what I was doing. Very little always here and there just didn't really, I wasn't efficient with it. And I just felt more efficient because I, I knew the stores I wanted to go to. I knew some of the items that I wanted to keep getting. So that's where I was at. Found the always simplified and just, just really felt like that was going to be the most efficient way for me to, to source instead of driving, you know, three hour round trips, four hour round trips, six hour round trips longer. I said, you know, if I can, if I can find as much as I possibly can online and have it shipped right to my house, then that's going to be the most efficient way for me, I believe. Absolutely. Right. Um, Let me just fill in a couple of gaps for newer listeners. Maybe this is their first episode, OARA. Yep. And you mentioned yep. some course modules inside the Proven Amazon course. So this podcast is the official podcast of the Proven Amazon course, provenamazoncourse.com. Inside of that, you're going to find dozens of modules for every imaginable Amazon seller system. A couple of them Randy just mentioned, OA Simplified. You can see details on that course at oasimplified.com. It's also a module included inside the Proven Amazon course, as well as our advanced keep it training. Same thing. You can buy it separate, but it's a module included inside. So for $39 a month, you get all of our modules constantly adding in new ones. Now, the OARA terminology around here has been a while since I spent a minute on that. It's easily explained. Retail arbitrage is getting in your car, going to stores, brick and mortar shopping, retail, and finding good inventory. OA is doing the same thing online, online arbitrage. OA. All right. Just the two different ways, two of many different ways, I should say, to find great inventory for your business. So just wanted to lay that foundation. You know, there's 90% of our listeners knew exactly everything I just said already. 10% are like, oh, thanks, Jim. I didn't know what he was talking about. So taking care of our new listeners today. But uh, so you started doing some online 
sourcing. So yep. OA based on the OA yep. strategies. All right. How's that going for you? Fantastic. So right now I'm doing about 50-50 RA and OA. Um, one of the little things that really, really changed my business was in Leah and Jessica's OA Simplified uh, training. And I don't know why it didn't occur to me. It seems like so simple, but once somebody explains it, is that you know being in the clothes and shoes space, uh, variations. Oh, variations. A lot of variations. Game, yeah. game changer. Yes. So you know, just because you're in a store, you see something and scan it or whatever it might be, and it's a size large shirt, and it mm-hmm. doesn't make any money, doesn't mean small, medium, extra large, extra, extra large is not going to make money. Mm-hmm. Same thing with shoes, different colors, different sizes. That was that 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 opened it right up for me, and I started finding things left and right. So you know, I I, I kind of call it like a hybrid replant. So it might not be the exact same item; it might be a slight variation. But I know that that brand or that specific color, there might be something there that that I can go and replenish, replenish very easily and find the same, maybe not that identical item, but a similar item, time after time. Yeah, yeah, well done. Yeah, understanding variations is opens up a whole new world of opportunities for you, for sure. Right. Yeah. And I, I, you, when you first said you were doing clothes and shoes, I thought you were going to talk about returns because there oh, are yeah. a couple of pretty high return categories. We've yeah. actually got a service someone started up in our community that's going really well. I caught up with them a little bit at the conference, actually. I said, hey, how's that going? Because we started talking about it six, eight months ago where mm-hmm. they'll receive your returns on your behalf. Instead of setting up your home address and getting all the boxes on your porch, you know, as you scale... Yeah. If you're getting a X percentage of returns, like where are those going to go? Amazon wants to know where you would send them. You can send them to these guys and they'll put them on eBay and sell the stuff and send you a check, which is pretty cool. I love that model. I think the link is, it'll be in the show notes if this isn't correct, silentgym.com slash returns takes you to their okay. website. It's something worth checking out if you get tired of dealing with managing those yourself. Because uh, I know with shoes... That's probably one of the highest returns categories because people will buy four or five pairs, see which one they like. And you'll think, wow, great sales day. Well, four of them came back. Oh, there's, you can send them right back in as inventory as long as they're qualified to do so. But uh, just dealing with all of that can be a pain sometimes. Yeah, I've been lucky. I I definitely talked to some people at the conference that um, I feel like their return rate is higher than mine's been. Um, or at least the stuff that, I, that is getting returned is is deemed resellable, and I, you know, I've been able to to get rid of that. The stuff that has come back, I don't do a ton on eBay, but the stuff I have come back, you know, especially if you're finding the right ASINs, the things that are moving fast, if they're selling mm-hmm. fast on Amazon, they're probably going to sell pretty quickly on, on eBay. eBay. Yep, that's right, um, man. Yep, you got. I've been it. able to at least at least get my money back and not not take a not take a huge bath on the stuff. So it's been manageable, at least on that end. Fantastic. Yep. So. How's your business now? Because you brought us up to about speed. You know, we're in the middle of July now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so June um, is right when I posted posted my results on the group is when I hit okay. my 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 twelve month goal in nine months, which was a hundred thousand dollars in sales. Nice. Which was, you know, I was super proud of myself for that, and you know, celebrating that win for sure. You know, I know that that's not a lot compared to a lot of people, but it is a lot compared to a lot of other people. So. You know, no, that, that's a fantastic milestone. And more importantly, you're learning the difference rapidly. Uh, you're understanding the scope and the scale of what's available to you. You're learning the difference between in- inventory you should probably avoid versus really good inventory. So you've yep. got a beautiful foundation. You've put some money in the bank. Your momentum is definitely behind you. And I really like interviewing guys like you at this stage, simply because we can come back a year from now and 
if we can say, hey, you know, here's the trajectory, here's what it looks like. But also, this this episode doesn't intimidate anybody. One of the complaints we got there for a while about the podcast was, oh, it's all these people putting up these huge numbers. I'll never be there. It just feels intimidating to me. All right, so let's meet guys who are struggling along and they're less than a year into this thing and they're yep. hitting the same hurdles and roadblocks you are, but they're putting money in the bank. They're learning lessons. They're doing it. They're sticking with the system and they're starting to see some momentum. I love doing these episodes because I think people can really relate to them. Uh, but $100,000 in sales is no joke. That's a tremendous milestone. So well done. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So that was about halfway through June. Through June. Um, so then I finished June at by far my highest month. My highest month before that was in November, the you know fourth quarter, 22. Uh, so finished at just over $22,000 in June. Nice. Um, but the, the, the important part of that was the ROI was 49% and the net was 21%. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful numbers. And is it still just you working the business primarily? That's it. Just yeah. me hundred percent. Man, that's fantastic. So you are positioned to begin to scale, automate, get more aggressive on those parts yep. of business that are working, abandon a little bit, some of the hamster wheel treasure hunt type of stuff, yep. right? Uh, if you're shopping online, that's so easy to automate. Anyone in the world, including the Filipinos, you know, that work for four or five dollars an hour US. And by the way, at our event, Randy, I had someone come up to me, a really nice young couple. They're getting ready to get married. They've both have been to medical school. They kind of met through the medical school journey they've both been on. She's uh, about to be a general physician in the Philippines. That's what she's been to school for. You know, that's a long journey. That's like eight years of school. Do you know what her starting pay is going to be as a general physician in the Philippines? $5 per hour. That's her starting pay. That's what we pay our virtual assistants who do our research and shopping for us. <laughs> yeah, because people sometimes hear me say four or five dollars an hour. That's like yeah. four or five times minimum wage here in the United States. It really is true. She said, yeah, people, you know, anything above about a dollar a day, people feel really good about the job they have. I mean, a dollar an hour, excuse me. Yeah, that's mind blowing. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) So you start building a business that you can tap into that leverage point of having someone committed, working for your business, dedicated to helping you do the processes that you've built, getting online, finding the inventory. You start to see where, man, this thing can scale beautifully pretty fast Yeah, uh, because your workforce is, is virtual, flexible, and they don't need a lot of money to be thrilled with the economic opportunity that you've presented them. So yeah, you're in a good path, man. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's one of the reasons I you know, went to the conference was to try to figure out what my next direction was going to be. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be finding a virtual assistant who duplicates some of the things you're doing with your online opportunities. It's just a matter of finding a good candidate who's willing to pay attention to detail and listen and work. It doesn't have to be someone with Amazon experience. Yeah. It really doesn't. And you get onto some of the, the virtual assistant hiring boards. There's people everywhere. You interview a good handful, see which one resonates, send them a few tests to see how they do. The yeah. one that rises to the top, man, yeah, run with it. Keep them working hard, keep them happy, give them bonuses. You're going to change their life. Yeah. And yeah, that was one of the things that you know one of the speakers mentioned at the at the conference was to you know don't necessarily have to find somebody with the Amazon experience because no. a lot of times they a lot of times they can come with some some bad habits and you know it's easier to baggage other so, clients. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep, exactly. You want them working just for you. Ideally, go full time 
and have them building your building out your systems just you know just for you that's the way to go man absolutely yeah well, yeah, and that's what I always say is the good next hire. A lot of times people get stuck doing what I call the convenience hires, putting tape on boxes or, you know, driving around town. Like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. I want someone else to do that. So they start hiring out those. But those aren't necessarily revenue producing activities. That's just saving you some yep. time and creating convenience. I'd rather have somebody out there finding <laughs> profitable ASINs. That's your first hire. You've heard me say it before if you've listened yep. to any episodes, because you can't yep. go wrong with that. Agreed. Yep. And, uh, you know, that definitely, definitely clarified that. And again, you know, back to the conference, got so much, so much content out of it, you know, how, how the leaders there are utilizing their VAs and the things they're having them do and things like that. It was just so helpful. Outstanding. Yeah. It was a great event. It's, you know, it's crazy. I only, I've only at, at this point seen two of the 40 <laughs> sessions that we had because I was busy and, and preoccupied sure. with the things I had in my own sessions that I was teaching. <laughs> so right. was 40 <laughs> sessions over three days. I'm going to get the videos just like everyone else and be diving into those over the next couple of months as time allows. And but yeah, what a whirlwind of three days. I'm so glad you were able to, to be there. And you said this was your first one. You know, break it down for me a little bit uh, as far as, you know, from the perspective of if someone's listening to this and like, you know, what's this conference about? Should I go to this thing? May 2024 is our next one, which is a good ways off. The details will be at theprovenconference.com over time as we build that out again for the next one. Uh, if you put if you put slash Orlando on the end of that link, theprovenconference.com slash Orlando has a little bit of information about the hotel, the host hotel and the dates, May 23rd through 25th. But is talk us through, you know, this is a this is planning way out there for some people, I'm sure, but we've already had we put the pre-sale tickets up and I think we've got about 200 people who've already said, yeah, I'm there. They've paid. 200 people have paid. <laughs> Our other event just ended and they're paid yep. for the 2024 event already. Pretty incredible because we had a little early bird thing that we did at the event. But yeah. So fill me in. What you what are your thoughts? What observations? Not to put you on the spot, but you know, just talk me no, through. No, it's good. I'm one of those 200, so I've already got my tickets for next year. Cool. Um, okay. Coming with the family. So this Beautiful. this time I was by myself, but coming with the family would be in Orlando and steps yeah. from SeaWorld and so on and so forth. So I'm in. But as far as as far as uh, how the conference went, basically it's three days of general opening comments, sessions, vendor booths, and then basically from there it goes to individual modules, uh, which you can pick and choose from based on either what you want to learn more of or uh, something that's brand new to you, different business ideas, strategies, how to use different tools that are available. Just jam packed. Um, when I say jam packed, I mean I don't want people to think that there's you're just going to have no time. There's plenty of time in between sessions to to network with people, get to know people. Um, that's one thing I was really looking forward to because right now I'm I'm the lone wolf out here. I don't really know anybody else even around in my area that's doing the same thing. So um, nobody to talk to, and you know, besides listening to the podcast, you know, about and, and obviously the Facebook community, but it's, you know, it's not the same as making those connections and knowing somebody personally. Right. Yeah, we really emphasize that. Yeah. yeah. I even, uh, one of my favorite parts of the event was at the beginning, I, I get a chance to present to everybody at the opening and here's about 600 people approximately in the room, a little over 600. Yeah. I, I presented you guys with a challenge to, do you remember the two word <coughs> question? Two word question I asked you guys. Yeah. How's business? Exactly. So I said, is anybody here who doesn't want to be asked that question? Because we're going to ask it a lot. So and I just kind of called out, I'm like, 
and nobody raised their hand. One guy was being a goofball. Like, no, yeah. I feel free to ask me because as entrepreneurs, we love being asked that question and nobody ever asks us that question. All right. Yep. So here we are. Let's take advantage of this time. And everyone just agreed. Yeah. And so I had multiple people coming up to me throughout the event and as did everyone else. Like, hey, you know, how's business, man? Fill me in. Where are you struggling? What's working well? What can you teach me? How can I assist you? And so I, I think one of the benefits of these events is the way I've started capturing it, Randy, is you're going to propel your relational capital forward about six to nine months in three days. Just a number of people that you know how you can contact and connections and like, oh, I didn't even know you were in this business. We were in a Facebook group together years ago. I remember you and like you're reconnecting and making new connections and seeing people who have the same state or city on their tag as you do. And like, oh, wow, we, we live in the same area. We should connect. Just it propels yeah. all that forward so fast. Yeah. It's so much. I think that's a conservative figure too. I think oh, that's conservative. <laughs> yeah, probably is. It probably yeah. is. Yeah, this community is something truly special. And I just consider myself to be a member of a community because it's a bunch of leaders. This community doesn't need a leader. It's a group of leaders. We just need a place to gather. You know, we just need a, a, a few parameters on who we kick out and when and who we do and don't let in the room. After that, man, it's just like, let's go. Uh, just a lot of really good people with great ideas leading and, and building beautiful businesses, sharing openly the ideas that they're encountering. It's it's truly special. Yeah, thanks for your feedback on that. I, I love that you guys locked in already to to be with us in uh, Orlando next year. Yeah, for sure. And like I mentioned too before, Jim, um, you know, in my nine years with the HVAC, HVAC company, I was I, I did six years and then I left on good terms to pursue a different area. It's actually with a, a Fortune fifty household name insurance company, and we did plenty of these type of conferences, um, you know, kind of all over the country and. Um, like I told you, this your conference rivaled those that I've been to, you know, with Fortune 50 companies. So it was extremely well run. It was put together perfectly. I mean, there's there there wasn't one thing I had to comment on or complain about. It was it was everything plus more than I could have expected. Um, and if you're gonna, I highly recommend doing the VIP tickets because uh, being a part of the mastermind group, just again, even the the relationships you're making, that's just you know, seven or eight or nine more people on top of the the people you're meeting in between sessions and before and after the conference to add into your contacts and just you guys did a great job. I feel like uh, grouping us with a wide variety of people in their careers. So you know, I was grouped along with people that were in wholesale and people that were doing private bundles and people that were you know haven't even sent their first shipment in to people that were on you know on the same on, on par with what I was doing and where I was at. So it was just just awesome. It was just I, that's all I can say is awesome. That's great, Randy. Thanks for the feedback. Yeah, it was a little experiment we did this year. We're going to plan to continue it because it was a huge success. But the VIPs had the option to be assigned into a group of mastermind students who had some things common with you because you filled out the survey and as did everyone yep. else. And we spent several hours kind of matching people up and bumping them from group to group and kind of trying to make some good fit, knowing all the while that you know these are all business building warriors who are going to benefit from these conversations, regardless of what group we put them in. But, you know, some people like, oh, I could never meet before 10 in the morning, or I could never meet after four in the afternoon. You know, so we tried to group people together based on some of those preferences. So you'd have the best odds of having a successful mastermind, you know, as regular scheduled Zoom meetings, that sort of thing. It was a huge success. Yeah. It, uh, the feedback has just been across the board, you know, a couple, a couple little things that we we're going to improve on for next year that uh, I'm already excited to to implement. 
couple changes to the survey, the questions we ask that will prevent some uh, some confusion, I think. It's a couple minor points, but other than that, man, that was a home run. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, we formed 19, I think it was 19 mastermind groups of seven to 10 people. And um, everyone just walked away going, wow, this, this was fantastic. It, you know, the session was scheduled to last an hour and we had people sticking around two, two and a half, three hours afterwards, just hanging out. We left that room at yeah. the end of the day. So people could do that. And they, they just stuck around talking and building each other's businesses and creating relationships. It was beautiful. I didn't realize even while I was in it that it was the the first go round for it because it, it didn't it didn't feel like that it didn't feel clunky it didn't feel you know you guys, guys had it put together right and uh, I never would have guessed that and um, yeah so. we've never done it before yeah wow yeah so great idea was, I was a little great. nervous about that one to be actually <laughs> you know that the night before uh, I had a team meeting I had Jimmy in there my mom and uh, my aunt and Mary head of our customer support and we were kicking around ideas and I was trying to break it. I was like, hey, what about this? What if this happens? What about that? And it, we even started about 10 minutes late. I don't know if you're in there because we had a couple little hiccups like, oh, what about this? You know, we got some people coming in late, but yeah, it went well. So the the point being, I think, you know, we take we take this thing very seriously. We plan year round for this event. It's the longest running e-commerce Amazon related event in the industry. So we've learned a lot of things, but we're still breaking new grounds and learning, you know, learning new stuff all the time. So I'm glad you had a good experience with it. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the feedback. Yep. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, what else do you want to talk about? Anything else you want to share from your story? Any questions for me as we, I think we've had a great episode and we've learned some great stuff from you and I appreciate your, you know, just another example of someone from our community really validating that this stuff works, man. You ready to put it to work, ready to learn a few new things. This yeah. Stuff works. But what else is on your mind? Can we make some good use of the minutes we have here? Yeah. Yeah, just a, a couple quick tips. I know that's you know one thing that always helps me out is when people you know are sharing some things that really uh, help them. Absolutely. Um, one of the big things for me is I'm a I'm a big tool guy. You know, I like using tools. Yeah. Um, if it if it makes sense financially and or it it makes your life easier, I'm a I'm a huge proponent of it. So whatever whatever it might be for you, whether it's repricing or inventory prep, inventory tracking, you know sourcing OA easily, you know, whatever tools that are available to you that you find that pay for themselves, which, you know, most of the tools are reasonably priced where they do pay for themselves, whether it's in time or actual making you more sales. Um, I would highly recommend as soon as they possibly fit into your budget and your your business to, to use utilize those. Yeah. I like that you can kind of wade into the tools in this community as well. We, you know, we don't dump them on you. Yeah. Start off with the free Amazon seller app that comes with your professional Amazon seller account, the proven Amazon course, $39 a month and Keepa, about $20 US a month, something like that. That's it. That's all you need. You can validate, yep. start putting money in the bank. And we've even had, you mentioned Oscar earlier, they got to the point where they had a seven figure business before they added any tools to that set that I just mentioned. They had the course, they had Keepa, they uh, had the professional Amazon seller account, 39 bucks a month. That's it. And they build a seven-figure business, he and his wife. Yeah. But beyond that, you can, like you said, you can start to automate. You can save yourself some time. You can prep faster. You can research faster. You can make faster decisions, right, with some of these tools. But you don't need them all to start. Correct. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then, you know, it gets talked about all the time, but I'll, I'll keep beating it in is that that mindset and, and attitude that just... You know, you're not going to be stopped. When you make the decision to do it, whether it's full time, part time, as a hobby, just put everything you're able to give into it, and just you know, 
unwavering, unrelenting, just go for it. Um, you know, you spend any, any amount of time in sales and you have to have that attitude. So, you know, I feel like all my previous experiences led me to this and has prepared me for, you know, for this journey. So what, it, what is it from your sales background that you feel like has, has helped you here? Cause I know what I think I would say, and I come from a sales background as well. Yeah. Um, but a lot of our successful students don't, we're not saying that's a prerequisite, but what are some of the yeah, things that you picked up from your sales skills that you think are benefiting you here? So, so for me, the biggest thing is overcoming hurdles. Hmm. You know, hurdles is just not gonna not gonna deter me. So there, there's three different ways that you can handle hurdles. You jump over them, you pivot around them, or you just go right through them. There's there's, there's no other option. You, just, yeah. you don't let the it. Fourth slow you way down is to cower into a little ball and curl up and feel sorry yeah. for yourself, and that's not gonna, yeah. that's not acceptable. That's not what business building warriors do. <laughs> yeah, it just moves you backwards. It does does yeah. nothing for you. So. You know, there's always going to be things that annoy you or drive you nuts and Amazon this and, you know, whatever that, and you just, you just handle it. And the, the longer you, you know, you just handle it in a timely manner. Cause the longer you let it sit there on the back burner, it's just going to fester and it's going to be in the back of your mind. So just whatever it might be, could be anything, just you get it taken care of and you move on. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I, yeah, that's a great lesson. That tenacity that's required. You know, as we say around here, next case, next race, man. Like hey, we did what we could. We we took our lumps. You can focus on the lesson or you can focus on the loss. What's it gonna be? You gonna feel sorry for yep. yourself for a few weeks here? Or are you gonna like, okay, well, let's make sure we never do that again and you move right. on. Right. Knowing that you are in a validated opportunity. We're not out here building something that's never been done before. We're tapping into the greatest paradigm shift in customer spending patterns in world history <laughs> customers are moving from traditional brick and mortar to online where are they going well about half of every transaction any day is on amazon in the u.s all right well let's pay attention to that arena is there opportunity there oh yeah there is i mean can we prove that yeah thousands of us make a living doing it every day so yeah let's go man and it's in its infancy too so there really is no reason to kind of cower or uh, you know, feel sorry for myself. This happened. It's already happened to a thousand other people. We can get you, like you said, through it, around it, over it, under it. Let's get past this thing. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, I'll just, uh, one last thing is uh, make sure you don't fall in the same trap as me and make sure you're making time for that continuing education. Mm. Uh, so right now my, my time is basically split. I'm doing, you know, two days of RA, two days of OA, Monday through Thursday. And then Friday is, Fridays and evenings during the week are reserved for either prep and ship or continuing education. You know, whether it's, you know, you know, a couple hours after the kids go to bed or, you know, Friday after I'm done prepping and get ready to ship, you, you have to make time to just keep, keep growing, whether it's going back and reading something or uh, reviewing your notes or catching a few minutes of, of a module or of a new module or going back and reviewing an old one. You just have to, you have to build that and you have to make the time for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I I've seen, uh, almost as dangerous as isolation and the lone wolf syndrome. The next most dangerous thing you can do is say, okay, I know what I need to know now. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go yep. all in focus, just do it. And you stop learning. You stop yep. listening to podcasts. You stop checking out the, the other modules and the proven Amazon course or from other great courses and content. You just stop filling your head with some of those new things because this is a rapidly changing environment and you want to you want to stay on top of it as best you can. And the good news is none of us are truly staying on top of all of it. 
I mean, I had a podcast episode that popped just a couple of days ago. Someone's talking about small and light program and how excited they are and how great it's going. I'm like, oh man, they could, because these have, these episodes have a two or three week delay to them. So we recorded that, you know, two or three weeks ago and small and light just, it's getting turned off. Like, yeah, it's gone. Okay. So we're here. We are talking in glowing terms about the small and light program and it's getting shut down. Like, okay. You know, things change. What do we do? Yep. Oh no. Do we run for the hill screaming? No. The number of times that I've heard in 20 years, people say, oh no, it's dead. You know, retail sourcing and online sourcing have been dead, according to the experts, for about 20 years. Meanwhile, there's a, thousands of people becoming millionaires because they're pursuing these opportunities. It's it's the classic example of, will the people who, saying, who are saying it can't be done, please step aside so those of us who are doing it don't have to listen to you? <laughs> Yeah, and the negativity because yeah. it's working great for us. Yeah, uh, so yeah, absolutely. Just always be learning, checking out the new ideas, and and being in this community. It's just uh, it, it it's in the culture. Hey, have you guys tried this? Hey, there's this new tool. You're going to be exposed to those things. That's a part of the beauty of being in a group like this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, one more point on the conference too is that everyone is so transparent. You know, they're they're given. They're giving you the the blueprint. It's not just not just ideas. It's they're, they're, you know so many of the 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 speakers that I listened to were giving you the blueprint. I mean it was it couldn't be spelled out more for you. You know so it's, there wasn't a whole lot to figure out. You know on your own from from listening in the, the modules that I sat through. So yeah, thanks for that feedback. There really are two ways to to do e commerce leadership. One of them is to keep all the best stuff. For people who really pay in your inner circle and you kind of keep everyone else away. We don't do that. We do the abundance yeah. mindset around here. Yeah. Like, we're going to share it all. We ha- I have n- several people come up to me and say, hey, all I've done is listen to your podcast. That's it. And it's worked. It's doing great because of all the great content that's on there. I've never paid you a dime. That's beautiful because your yeah. success story is going to lead to some great future content. You're going to love hanging out around here. You're going to love the abundance mentality and the, the culture that's been built. And when you do have a great idea, this is where you're going to want to share it because these are the people that helped you get to where you are. So it's this self-propagating system, this you know flywheel of success, encouragement, abundance, mentality, and great ideas that keeps everybody kind of you know enjoying being here because you have a lot of options. There's a billion podcasts you could be listening to. Why are you listening to this one? I think it's that culture of positivity. You said transparency, Randy. That's a great word for it. Like, yeah, let's, let's share what we know. Let's learn and grow together. And, you know, I'm not going to say, hey, everybody sell the exact same item I'm selling. It's great. I mean, that obviously that's not going to work, but everything short of that is on the table. And the techniques, the strategies, the tools, the the sources, the, the way that we're building our business, it's all out there. That's our leadership team in a nutshell. There's a hundred of us and they've all kind of signed on to that mentality of abundance mentality. Anybody can be as successful as they want to be. So let's share with them all the, tools and keys that they're going to need. Yeah, it's it, that comes through loud and clear for sure. Yeah, awesome. I'd love to hear it, man, because we emphasize it repeatedly. And we've had a handful of people over the years that didn't like that approach. And like, oh gosh, you know, we need to keep some of this close to us. Yes, we need to share only with the high-end mastermind students some of this, right? Like, no, this information is always going to get out anyway. Why don't we just lead with transparency? Sure. It's worked out well for it. I mean, we've lasted you know, 20 years, 10,000 coaching students, the longest running e-commerce annual conference in the uh, in the industry. So something's going all right. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Randy. 
Well, hey, man, anything else on your mind? Any questions for me? I think this has been a great episode. I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think I hit everything I wanted to hit and um, answered. You answered all the questions that I had. So appreciate it. Well, let me just talk to the listeners for a second as we wrap this one up. Then, Randy, and uh, I appreciate you being here, buddy, for sure. And then all the listeners who spent some time with Randy and I today. You gave us a great gift. You gave us a lot of your time today. Thank you for that. There's a lot of other things you could have been doing, but you hung out with Randy and I, and we're appreciative of that. If you want to hear hundreds of episodes where we've interviewed successful students of the Proven Amazon course, everybody from people who are just getting some momentum all the way up to these seven-figure-plus sellers, eight-figure-plus sellers that are building amazing businesses based on the strategies we teach, well, that's what this podcast is all about, to scroll back in time, listen to some of the other episodes. Uh, we are looking forward to our event in May of 2024, which may seem like a long way away, but hey, go ahead and start making some plans. It's a very family-friendly event. It's at a resort with a lot of stuff for family and kids to do. If you've got a spouse who's not really in the biz, this is a chance to bring them where they will love being on location. It's going to be right next to SeaWorld in Orlando within walking distance. Great resort with lots to do on the right there on the campus where we're going to be. And the room rates are incredibly discounted for us as well. So it's a kind of a no-brainer if you're available May 23rd through 25th, 2024. Look for those details at The Proven Conference. I think that'll wrap us up for today. That's all the announcements I got. So, hey, Randy, one last time, man. Thank you so much. You did a great job for us today. I appreciate that, buddy. Thanks for having me, Jim. It was a pleasure. And to all the business building warriors out there, God bless you. We're in your corner. We're here for you. Jump into our free Facebook group at silentgym.com. If you're not in there yet, you can find there's about 17, 1800 tagged success posts like the one that prompted us to reach out to Randy when he said, hey guys, I'm celebrating. Look at my milestone. Well, that's where our podcast guests come from is that Facebook group. Go see all these posts for yourself. Check it out. We'd love to have you in there and we'll have another great episode for you again very soon. We'll talk to you then. One last shout out to our great sponsor today, High Five. This is a free tool, guys. Go check them out silentgym.com slash high five h-i-g-h-f-i-v-e spell it out these are the guys that can get you more reviews on your listings on amazon which leads to more momentum more sales more revenue and it costs you nothing go check this great offer at silentgym.com slash high five there's a link in the show notes as well hey we'll have another great episode for you very soon thank you for listening to silent sales machine radio Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.